You're listening to Remotely One, a podcast that educates, entertains, and inspires you to take your life back from the office commute. I'm Rick, a former beer rep who left the warehouse to become a voice actor and digital creator. And I'm Colleen, a remote work advocate and consultant. We're going to speak with some of the top professionals who have managed to avoid the commute as they share stories from the most inspiring to the most comical, all while working remotely. Man, this sounds awesome. Let's clock in. Hi, my name is Laurel Farr. I'm a founder and CEO of Distribute, which is a consulting firm specializing exclusively in remote work and virtual organizational development. And I am here at the Relead Summit in Washington, D.C. Relead? That was like totally professional. I'm impressed. Oh, wow. I mean, you are kind of a professional. I've been outshined here. <laughs> this was our show. It was. You know? It was. <laughs> Laurel, thanks for joining us. Thanks it's great for having you. me. It's great to have you here. So we're talking about measuring success in the remote hybrid workspace. And I'm left wondering, are there specific ways that can be measured? Because mm-hmm. it seems like such a broad topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like organizations first need to define mm-hmm. why they're doing of this, course, right? Of course. Because they're just positioning, they're benchmarking to all of the other companies and they're saying, mm-hmm. well, they're doing it. They're doing it, so we should do it. And it's like, since when have you ever made business decisions in Mm -hmm. that way, right? So we need to first look at the internal motivators of why should Mm -hmm. we, as an organization, make this decision? Mm -hmm. What are we hoping to get out of it? Mm -hmm. Is it talent attraction? Is it talent retention? Mm -hmm. Is it operational efficiency? Is it innovation? Is it diversification and market representation? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you trying to get out of this? And then measure those like lean on your existing data that you already have and mm-hmm. then just see how workplace flexibility impacts it does it go up does it go down and so we're not reinventing the wheel here we're just saying is this strategy improving the business metrics that we already use to measure success Jeez, you know Laura, you know we've talked a ton of times i don't think i ever really thought about the idea i thought where you were going with was you got to define what remote work means to the company which is true but like I really love this idea of understanding why do we want to go remote or why do we want to implement flexible schedule? I absolutely love that. So have you seen, are there any examples that you've experienced where like somebody said, hey, we're doing this because of A, and then like, what was the next progression after that? I'd love to to know, like, have you experienced that at all? I think one example that a lot of companies resonate with right now is Mm -hmm. culture, because that's a really big Mm-hmm. question right of like yeah. well we yeah. can't we need to go back to the office for culture right right, right? right. so when we actually go into data-driven decision making mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a very classic story that we have with a lot of our clients mm-hmm. is we say well what does that look like what are your metrics for culture and they're like right. oh uh-huh. i don't know i don't know right? like, measure first yeah like well it's the feeling that you get and it's engagement i it's like, feel yeah i, I feel one. connected and it's like well but what does that actually mean to mm-hmm. feel connected? Right, so right. we start looking into the metrics and sometimes it's pulled from engagement survey data. Sometimes it's yes. pulled from yeah. HR data. Mm. Sometimes it's pulled from whatever. And we say, okay, how are you defining your culture? Mm. Right. Is it innovation? Mm-hmm. Is it engagement? Is it uh, talent retention? Is it trust? Is it whatever, you know, what are these values that you hope to represent in your culture? Mm-hmm. 
what data do we have that huh? could represent that? And then we measure, has that gone up or has that gone down in the past two years? And most of the time, that data goes up. Mm, People wow. feel more engaged. They feel more connected. They feel more trusted. They mm -hmm. feel whatever. And so that's when we go back to leaders and say, as you are defining your culture, it has strengthened yes. while yes. you've been working in a distributed work environment. So going back to the office as an excuse of, well, we got to go back for the culture mm -hmm. is null and void. Yeah. And actually you might not want to do that because you don't want your culture to, to drop. Like, here's yeah. the evidence. Thank you. That's a great and example. It, it corners the leaders too, right? Yeah. That it's like, well, well, you're yeah. not going back for the culture. So <laughs> no. why are you going back? <laughs> right, right? Right, right. Well, that kind of segues into an, another thing that I was thinking about was how do you deal with leaders who there's no question that they're kind of pushing back on the whole remote thing, mm -hmm. but then they come back and say, well, we're going to dip our toe in the water and, and try the hybrid thing. How do you best optimize that situation? Woo. Yeah. We have a lot of thoughts yeah, on hybrid, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So we, this is where we have to get nerdy a little bit and we have to go into a history lesson. Okay. Um, prior to the pandemic. So first history lesson is that remote work has existed for a half of a century. So this is not a new pandemic trend, sure. right? So it's existed for a long time. And prior to the pandemic, there were some very infamous case studies mm -hmm. of remote working companies that allowed flexibility in telecommuting at a large scale mm -hmm. and then retracted those policies. Companies oh. like IBM, Yahoo, a few um, federal mm -hmm. agencies in the Ooh. United States. I remember that. Yeah, yeah right? So <laughs> it, it went, uh -huh. and went and then they retracted. And that was because they were hybrid teams. It is so much easier to be 100% on-site or 100% distributed. Makes sense. So prior to the pandemic, we as consultants were like, don't even try hybrid. Like yeah. you can if you want to, but you're going to have to put in so much more work and intention. It is very, very hard to make that employee experience equal. So we said it's very high risk. If you want to put in the effort, go for it. Otherwise, don't even bother. Just go 100% remote. Okay. Fast forward to 2022, where we now live in a world where hybrid is the new normal because of all of these leaders right. see it as the middle ground. They don't understand that hybrid right. is actually the opposite end of the pendulum that is even harder. Okay. Yeah. So it's the hardest <clears throat> one by far. Exactly. So that's the first conversation that needs to happen is if mm -hmm. you are doing this, whether it be 5% distributed or 100% distributed, you've got to come into this mm -hmm. with intention. This is not a dip of your toe in the water, mm -hmm. like you're saying mm -hmm. that you invest in it or you don't. So they just don't understand it. Yeah, yeah they don't understand it. And right. you know what the funny thing is, is about the dip your toe in the water. It's almost like, well, we don't want to go full remote. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to kind of go partially remote. Yeah. But then let's we see how it goes. Let's see how. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? Is and that right there is like what that's saying underneath is saying we're going to continue to operate as usual. Uh -huh. And this is going to be on the side, Yeah. which means. We're never going to invest in this. <laughs> Correct. Stay well, with me. I did. Sir. I did. It. I made him spit out his beer. Let's see how it goes. Let's just see how it goes. But I guess what I was saying in that in that moment was like the the thing is is it's it's not going to be done well. Exactly. There, right. it's always going to be right. an yes. other. It's always going to yeah. be a lesson because they think it's easier. They're like, well, we don't want to go full. Almost like, well, if you went 
full remote, it's actually easier. Which yeah. is exactly what happened in those <laughs> historical case studies. It right. was always an other. It was right. always an afterthought. It was always, here's this other demographic sure. while we do the real work. And mm -hmm. so that will never be equal. Yeah. So in order to be successfully hybrid, you actually have to operate as a 100% distributed company because yeah. that is what makes location irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So that way, if you're operating as 100% virtual, mm -hmm. that's what makes everybody equal. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting five feet away from each other or yeah. five continents away from each other. That's interesting. I, I love that virtual first. I'm going to start mm -hmm. using that a little bit more than the remote first. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I got a question, like just freestyling here. What do you think uh, is going to happen to all the office space? Like, Because in my mind, I just kind of feel like you know, there is a population that has a better experience working for them because maybe their home situations aren't right. You mm -hmm. know, like they just don't have the things that they need. But for a majority, I just I'm not feeling how hybrid's going to be successful because, you know, what we're talking about right now, mm -hmm. go into the office, one person on Zoom, everyone on Zoom to keep it equitable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People driving into the office right now, sitting on Zoom calls, are pretty pissed off. Of course. Like, I mean, I right. I live in Atlanta, so that, that commute's like an hour, no matter where you go, at mm -hmm. least. So to drive in that commute and, and, yeah. and sit on a Zoom. So, like, to me, that's not making the best use of the office. Yeah. Right. Right. So well, then what do we do with the office space? What's your thoughts? What yeah. What's going to happen? So what we see right now in 2022 is not representative of what we'll see in two, three, five, ten years, because right Good now point. people are voting with their feet and they're saying, no, I want to continue to work from home. And so I'm going to exclusively work from home to prove that to you. Right. To mm -hmm. prove that to the employers. Okay. Okay. Whereas in normal circumstances, when they didn't feel as pressured to make an ultimatum decision, mm -hmm. they probably would go into the office here and there. Like and, on their own. On right. their own like, like, oh, yeah, I'd like to go into the office today. Like, I'd like to have somewhere quiet to work because my kids are home and stuff like that. Um, but right now they're drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, this is what I want. And so I'm going to stay home exclusively. So we're not seeing typical organizational behavior right now. Um, but over time, there will be more of that need. You know, kids come home for summer and and there's, you know, the dog barking in the background or you just need a change of scenery. Like, I mean, we're all mobile workers, right? And there's definitely days that we're like, I don't want to work from home today. Yeah, I want to yeah. go somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? So yes, absolutely. Co-working spaces are very, very much the shift in interior design, corporate interior design. Mm. What they so, you, so like you feel like the corporate office yeah. will become... More of a Much more core working space. Core working space. Mm. Yeah, hub and, hub and spoke models are going to become a lot more popular. So instead of having the giant office in mm -hmm. New York and Silicon Valley, you'll have lots of smaller offices where you have pods of people. Um, and so they can get together as a team and co-work sure. in a local area. So yeah, that we're going to see that happening mm. a lot more often. I agree. Um, I but agree. ultimately, real estate will shift, right? This is the next industrial revolution. And we saw this the last time, right? I come from New England and Connecticut, and there's lots of empty factories. Yes, right. Same so now me. look at all the right? condos now and restaurants now, Exactly. Right? Yeah. So we as a society, this is our environmental responsibility is to figure out how to repurpose real estate in a way that makes sense for this new socioeconomic lifestyle. Wow. That's a lot to chew on. <laughs> <laughs> Unpack that the for charges. <laughs> the future. Hopefully, you know, I, I hope that they 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 convert some of these skyscrapers into, into some living spaces. I, yeah. I, I hope that, you know, we can 
you know, put some of our senior folks maybe in some nice, great places downtown. I know my moms would love it. Shout out to anyone who builds at the sky, you know. Um, yeah. I know that, you know, my moms would love being in a, you know, downtown yeah. to go movies. And, you know. yeah. yeah, this is just oh, a sign of evolution, right? right. We have empty malls, too, because Shopping of Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's not like yeah. this is the worst thing that's ever happened and yeah. this is the first time this has ever no, happened to the real estate industry. I mean, industry. it's perfect. It's all on one floor. There's no stairs. Make them all into retirement communities. They that's what my it. husband they said. They love it. They yeah. love it. Yeah. They walk it anyway already. They go all the walk. It's all yeah. covered. Climate control. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You'd never have to leave. Hey, remote remotely we are one. We're just we're solving stuff here. We are. We're the problem <laughs> solvers. <laughs> problems. <yeah. laughs> so enough about this business talk. Okay. Let's get down to brass tacks and the mm-hmm. nitty-gritty. Tell us something about yourself that a lot of people might not know. Could be embarrassing, could be fun. Mm. Uh, I'm blind in one eye. Okay. Really? Yeah. I Surprise! I would yeah, never see, have known. It worked. It yeah, worked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm wow. blind. I'm legally blind, so I only have peripheral vision in one eye. Wow. Yeah. And I have a lot of uh, health problems as well, which is part of the reason why I'm such a remote work advocate is because if I had climbed the ladder in a traditional way, I never could have kept traditional employment Uh because I would have had to take so many days off. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but I was would be able to stay home and take Uh care of my health problems. Yeah. And nobody ever knew. Wow. I know I didn't. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, I have to ask you this, and it's going to be very culturally insensitive. Have you ever worn an eye patch? I did when I was a kid. Interesting. Yeah. Just so this for is something that you've been doing for your whole life. I yeah, mean, I have a... amblyopia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So lazy eyes. So my okay. eyes do move together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I don't have depth perception. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah, you had I it. Well. Didn't expect that. Shocked us. No. Shocked us. <laughs> we better rethink that question. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Laurel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Where can our, our viewers and listeners find you online? I think LinkedIn is always the easiest way. Okay. So it's just Laurel Farr, and I'm the only one. Cool. Well, we'll have to connect on LinkedIn then. Of course. Of us. Yes, yeah. Thanks thank for joining so us. Thanks. You've been listening to Remotely One. Visit us at remotelyone.com forward slash podcast for upcoming episodes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our episodes on your favorite podcast app. Hey, hey, don't forget to clock out. <laughs>